Welcome to the Keegan Smith Podcast. Choose what you give your life to or have it stolen from you. My mission is to rewire for power. We've all been gifted massive potential. This podcast is about unwrapping that gift. What if you could? Potentiating wellness, abundance, and movement. Today's podcast, podcast is made possible thanks to Prove It Ketones. I got onto Prove It Ketones through Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss, and I'm glad that I did. I was following the ketogenic diet, and uh, adding the ketones to what I was doing definitely improved my training, improved my recovery. Research keeps getting bigger, better, wider. So many benefits to this product, and the amazing stories that I've heard from people all over the world who have completely transformed their bodies and their lives with this product makes it a pretty amazing thing to offer so if you want some reach out realmovement.proveitnow.com or message me and i will connect you up with a sample all right here we are back again another episode of the keegan smith experience this one i want to talk about progress keys to success and really the best times that i've had but also the best that I've seen uh, from the people that I've worked with. And I'm lucky enough to have been a mentor to a lot of people over the last sort of three, four years. Um, and I guess it's kind of a wanky term, but um, yeah, it's some kind of a teacher role, you know, whether it's to athletes um, in the NRL and Super League. But then after that, you know, it literally was coaches uh, reaching out saying, hey, I'm not really getting the results I want in my life at the moment. Can you help me? to change these Um, and that's the courses that I've run and I do believe and I stand by and I've said it a bunch of times I don't see anybody else out there who's had the results that I've had uh, in terms of mentoring coaches and there's a lot of coaches out there who I massively respect and who are much stronger than me they're much richer than me Um, their content is actually better than mine from a technical point of view but they're not getting the same results in terms of really people turning their lives around. A lot of the people who have come to me, who I work with, are people who have had very low incomes, low levels of success in the past, um, and you know, deep, deep troubles. You know, not everybody, so don't take it personally if you're someone who's worked with me, but I would say on average, most people have come to me in those kind of situations where they were down in body, down financially, down in spirit, um, and really wanting to, to do something else with themselves. Um, and why this is relevant to you is because they're still, you know, the people who reach out to me on Instagram and, and chances are a lot of people listening to this podcast actually want a lot more than what they've got right now. So how do we get to that lot more? Um, that's the big question. I believe the answer to that more so than anything is association, it's environment, it's who you're hanging out with all the time, it's what thoughts are running through your head, it's what ideas you're exposing yourself to, what books you're reading, what podcasts you're listening to, but you also have to be putting that into action, right? So your actions are coming out all the time, your thoughts are coming out all the time. You don't have to tell me what you've been thinking, you can just show me your body, we can just have a conversation, I can just sit, look at your bank account, and that says what you've been, you know, what you've been thinking about, what you've been doing. And, you know, that's a brutal honesty that I, you know, I face myself as well. And not every day when I look at the bank account, is it what I want to see? Not every day when I look in the mirror, is it the body that I want to see? 
you know, when I lift the bar, it's a very honest experience. Yesterday, I was bench pressing 90 kilos, and I was like, oh, this feels horrible. I did one. My left shoulder is niggling. It's bothering me. It's fine on overhead presses. It's fine on dumbbell presses, but barbell bench press at the moment is rubbish. So today, I did five seconds down, five second up reps, um, similar to what I've heard talked about by Mark Smelly-Bell. Can't remember exactly what he called the rep types, but... I think it makes a lot of te- a lot of uh, sense to work with a constant tension and not much load. Um, I was doing sets of five, five seconds down, five seconds up, just building up the weight each set. I went from 40 kilos to 75 kilos, and that was it. I could have gone more. It was pretty much pain-free, um, but I was kept the ego in check and just said, yeah, like I just want to be able to actually bench press again. Now rest, I don't believe is often the answer. My shoulder's been like this, if I'm honest, for, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, a little while. It sort of comes and goes a little bit, but I was doing Shaco program, I was doing it every day, and it was fine for deads and squats because it's every second day you do dead or squat, but bench press is every day, and I should have rotated in some more, you know, different upper body movements and not done so much uh, barbell bench press. So since then, I have some sort of a niggle in my left shoulder. It's not anything serious, but I had to step away from that thing to be able to step forward again. Okay, so um, yeah, calling on the wisdom of someone that I've never even you know met before, Mark Smelly Bell, and he was citing someone else as experience around that. And you can send me the link if you actually remember the episode that he was talking about or who he was actually talking about with the six second down, six second up reps. He was doing up to like sets of like 15 and 20 uh, of deadlifts, I think was what he was talking about there. Just rehabilitating himself with fairy weights, but you know, you actually can work pretty hard with those weights if you slow it down enough. Um, So we have to shape the environment. We have to get the environment right to, to thrive. Okay. So it's, it's literally who are you associating with? What standards are you holding yourself to? And, and just getting in front of a mirror more often, getting in front of, getting in front of peers who you respect more often. Now, people who do that go forward. People who don't, in my experience, do not. Like, if you look at the biographies of, you know, even people like Leonardo da Vinci and Einstein, you know, right through to Steve Jobs and Elon Musk, and they've all got associations with people who are, challenging them uh, a lot and they're setting up environments in which you know they they have to go forward you know it's famously henry ford you know demanded an eight block uh, engine and when the person said it couldn't be done he just moved that person on just moved right on to the person who was going to be able to believe and achieve with him Um, so that is really what i'm about what i'm you know i work towards consistently we've got uh, and a, a mastermind event coming up here uh, next weekend and I'm super super excited to have some high achievers of the real movement uh, community there's been hundreds of people who go through the program over the last few years some of them have taken massive action and completely transformed their lives um, others have hoped that someone else would do that for them and you know they haven't done so much Right now, I'm about to open up the new channel, the new opportunity of this, okay? It's uh, 
uh, a, a weekly accountability program. So it's based on um, Beth's best self uh, sort of system in a way. It's based on some stuff that I learned with Warrior X. It's based on you know, things I've learned through working with uh, Bob Proctor. It's based on Pomodoro science. Uh, it's based on Way of Life app. There's lots of different influences, but basically you get one day. When you win that day, you win life. Okay, so we have the present moment. We have this present and people think the present is short. It's a fraction. Well, it's not because it's continuous and it goes on and on and on. And already this podcast has been in your present for the for a bunch of time. Okay, so what I've been doing is tracking every day what I'm getting done. I have an absolutely must get done. I have time uh, with my special someone and I have tasks for self. Okay, so tasks for self are things like the physical strength. So within strength, we have strength, stamina, skill, um, and suppleness. Okay, so working on that physical capacity. Body composition is a big thing for me at the moment. That goes more into the nutrition wellness side of things. Okay, on, on top of that, we have uh, study and spirit. Okay, so we're nailing diet every day. We're developing physical capacities every day. We're, we're, we're studying every day and we're working on our spiritual side every day. My little girl has actually come to join the podcast. What would you like to contribute? You want to draw something on the whiteboard? The whiteboard pens are out in the other room. They're not here. Okay, so this is the challenge. This is the opportunity. This is the chance that we have right now is to... Found one. Is to work together on this. The accountability around this makes all the difference. The challenge of just doing very, very simple things day in, day out uh, is a challenge that is beyond most of us if we undertake it alone. If we didn't, if it wasn't, then there would be a lot of millionaires out there. There would be a lot of people with 60-second handstands and five-ball juggling. There would be a lot of happy marriages. There would be a lot of people with sub-10% uh, body fat. All these things are simple. Becoming a millionaire is simple. If you hang out with millionaires, you're going to have to fight tooth and nail, kicking and screaming to not become a millionaire. And that's kind of what we do. But we do it by avoiding the environment of extreme success. Okay, so I'm taking on 20 people for this new accountability program. It's a smaller investment than I've ever had uh, on anything that works directly with me. And it's 100% built around accountability, some Facebook lives, um, and just sharing your your data okay you're connected to that other group of people and together we'll find power you know this is this is about me finding more power and it's about helping you to do the same because whenever i'm you know deeply involved and connected with one of these groups it always i find strength in this you know when you if you've been following me over the years you know we had this special force program that was when i was in the 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 best shape of my life as an all-rounder um, when I'm seeing, you know, guys who are really good at the juggling consistently, my five ball juggling, you know, took a leap. Uh, when we do a gymnastics camp with Dan O'Bannon from Daring Humans, you know, my, my handstands make a jump and I 
have a bit more awareness around communication because you're so amazing in that area. So that is the that is the next thing for me. That is what I'm super excited about right now. Um, the investment for that's 50 bucks a week. So you know, it's uh, something that's achievable, reachable for anyone out there who wants more, who wants better. You know, you're guaranteed you're gonna get your money back on that just based on better body, you know, better mind. You're gonna be worth so much more. Um, you're probably gonna move into some kind of different business or different job, but. Whichever way it unfolds, uh, there's there's a lot of exciting times and possibility on the other side of that. You have to make decisions and make changes in life if you want to go to another level. And you know, I consistently challenge myself to move into new programs, new social circles. Uh, going back to the Roosters this year was a huge mental challenge for me because I've been away from that environment for a few years, and I've been running my own show and. It's intimidating. It's intimidating going back to a team. It's intimidating going back to a group structure um, to be, you know, a member of, of that group and community and to have a, a role to play, um, and, but not being in control of the whole process in the way that I have uh, with a lot of my own stuff. Um, and, but that's, you know, that's where the beauty of it is. That's where the joy of it is, is that I'm, I'm out of the comfort zone and I'm learning. And so, you know, going back there for the Broncos game was a tough game. Um, but it was amazing for me to be back in that environment for a few days, you know, spending time with the staff. I didn't get to spend, you know, so much time with the players because it's, um, you know, it's their time close to game. You know, things are pretty close and tight and the guys have their routines. Uh, but just getting, yeah, getting the opportunity to be in the same room, to be in the same uh, hotel and place and dressing room and all that stuff, you know, feeling that energy. Uh, you know, you can look at that thing as being superficial. Like sometimes in the past, I have looked at professional sport as being a, a superficial thing, but it is actually a place where your actions matter and people care about the actions that you take and your actions have consequences and there's high intensity. You know, there's dire physical consequences as uh, Joe Rogan kind of talks about with MMA. Like it's it's a brutal, brutal game. You know, it's uh, it's the toughest team sport uh, as far as I can see at least. And, uh, you know, there's a high skill level and it's, uh, yeah, these guys are going to war each week. Like it, it's, you know, it's, well, it's not quite war, but it's, you know, it's it's closer than just about, you know, anyone else outside of that true combat environment is going to experience. Um, so some other things that I wanted to share with you guys today has been playing around with um, some different approaches in terms of diet. Um, yeah, still de definitely very much uh, loving uh, carnivore and loving ketones. Um, the ketone supplement obviously is a big part of my life and it's, uh, yeah, it's great for my own performance and get massive feedback. Uh, one of the recent success stories is uh, Alira Cause. She's a UFC. Uh, she's been a, sort of uh, one of the card girls there, and she's a presenter for Fox Sports uh, in India. She's been on the cover of lots and lots of magazines. We also got Ricky Tishler, who's been on the cover of a bunch of magazines, um, who've recently had really good transformations um, using the ketones. That side of things is kind of superficial, but uh, the mental shift uh, in those you know, people that, you know, they're, they're pretty happy with and, but, you know, lots of other people out there who've, who've had big, uh, big mental shifts is, is sort of what's so exciting about this ketone opportunity. Um, so I'm still doing that, but I have been playing around with some more protein. Okay. So thinking about uh, the research of Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, I picked up that reference off the Charles Poliquin 
podcast um, on London Real. He didn't say too much about it, but he pointed her out. So I've gone into her research and she's talking about muscle-centric medicine and muscle as the organ of longevity. And that talking about insulin all the time and fat people is actually missing the point because we're under-muscled. And muscle is this anti-inflammatory, you know, important hormonal organ that actually burns the fat and stores the glucose. And so we, we're kind of missing the point talking about all this ketosis stuff and talking about all this, um, you know, endurance uh, sort of focus stuff and fat loss when really, you know, we need muscle gain. And this this conversation has been front and center in my life. Like I understand muscle gain helps with body composition, but it probably slipped out a little bit as I've seen a bit more about ketosis and understanding more about insulin and leptin and satiety and all these things that go with you know the BHB ketone body and and those sorts of things. What this means for you is the research is is pretty cool on you know explaining concepts like uh, needing to hit 2.5 grams of leucine to trigger mTOR, which is a fundamental of muscle hypertrophy. This is the understanding that I've got from those resources. So aiming for 2.5 grams of leucine, which will take you about 30 grams of meat. Um, or you, you know, if you're going for like a vegan source, then you'd go for like 45, 50, 60 grams of that source um, to, to get up to your um, 2.5 grams of leucine. But the bioavailability and stuff is also really important there. So the top sort of protein researchers are pretty cautious about recommending um, less bioavailable sources. If you're talking about eggs, you'd be talking like five or six eggs. Okay, so they're basically saying that we need to hit this protein threshold, this leucine threshold. Otherwise, we're not triggering uh, muscle protein synthesis, which they call MPS. So muscle protein synthesis also, it doesn't just mean hypertrophy, it means recovery. Okay, so even if you're thinking, well, I don't need to get bigger, if you're focused on performance, then you want to be triggering this uh, as well. So triggering muscle protein synthesis with 30 grams plus of protein, which is about... Um, you're going to get 30 grams from about 150 grams of meat. So it's not massive portions um, and maybe up to 50 grams. Okay, so bigger people probably are going to need more, but they're actually sort of the research when, when I went to Dr. Gabriel Lyons' mentor, I think it was Dr. Lehman. Um, she's been on the Danny Lennon uh, podcast. He's been on. Um, he was sort of saying that it really does matter um, – like, yeah, you can get so you're above. You can get above that thirty to 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 fifty grams, and you know you're still going to get benefit up to a up to a point where it's like, well, there's no further benefit in terms of muscle protein synthesis. Like you've maxed out the signal for muscle protein synthesis. So you might be thinking, like, well, how, why are we talking about muscle protein synthesis away from weight training? Well, it's actually there's two things that sim, you know that um, signal and get that muscle protein synthesis started. One is weight training and the other is that protein ingestion. Okay, so three times a day hitting that is a lot different to the standard diet where you only hit it once a day. Okay, so you have, if you have like cereal for breakfast and you have a sandwich with a slice of ham and cheese on it for lunch, you won't have hit this threshold to trigger muscle protein synthesis. And so if you've missed that twice and then just hitting it once a day means you're only getting that triggered once a day and maybe the signal will be 
you know, close to maximum, but you're only getting it close to maximum once during the day. Okay, so it's basically like flicking a switch and the switch doesn't come on until about 1.7 uh, grams of leucine is basically the the way that it was being described. So it's pretty interesting and something that I hadn't heard about in the past. Another key concept there is uh, protein leverage. This is a good one and this is a valid one. You want to uh, you want to listen up on this. The protein leverage theory is that you will continue to eat until you have hit your protein target for the day. Okay, so if you haven't hit this signal to get the muscle protein synthesis on, if you haven't eaten enough protein, you will have a desire to continue to eat. Okay, so this this you know runs parallel with a lot of bodybuilding bro science that say will pump up the protein when you want to restrict calories because it'll help you to hold muscle and it'll help you to um, be, not be so hungry. And Brad Schoenfeld actually um, published a graphic about that today. So he's a, a key muscle scientist. You might want to follow him on Instagram if this kind of topic is something that excites you. But basically, yeah, we want to be triggering that muscle protein synthesis thing three times a day with mTOR. Okay, if you get into the ketosis research and you're listening to guys like Dr. McCullough and Dave Asprey, they'll have some people pop up who say, don't trigger mTOR. Dun, 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 dun. But you're not going to actually produce muscle. You're not going to be able to uh, maximally hypertrophy and have this organ for longevity that Ga Dr. Gabriel Lyon's talking about unless you trigger mTOR. So what's the go here? Are we, are we cutting our life short to put muscle protein on, even though we're calling it the organ for longevity because it's helping in so many ways to, to, to help us live into old age? And, and there is a bunch of research that shows that if we're holding on to muscle, we're going to live longer. If we're holding on to strength, that we're going to live longer. So where's the, where's the truth here? Well, I think there's something interesting around this and there's truth around um you know that you don't want mTOR to be chronically triggered just like you don't want insulin to be chronically high if you're over consuming carbohydrates then you're going to have a long insulin response so this is something else that's super interesting there because the keto crowd and this is obviously a lot of a lot of my friends and where a lot of my wisdom has come from in the last couple of years the keto crowd is going to tell you uh that you need to Baba, just leave the door. Go back to mummy. Yes, we are live. Um, so the, the key thing here is that we want insulin to pulse. We want mTOR to pulse. We don't want to try and have it up all the time. Uh, it's naturally going to go down. mTOR is naturally going to go down. You can't keep it up. So if you just keep eating and eating and eating a bit like an erection there's going to be a point where it's over um so you get maximal stimulation of mTOR and then it's going to trail off over three to four hours and then you can stimulate it again so they're saying at least twice a day but probably three times a day maybe four or five times a day you want to stimulate this um mTOR and maximal you know muscle protein synthesis so you don't want to um eat low protein because you'll never get this muscle protein synthesis thing and it's going to lead to degradation of your muscle tissue but also uh, you're going to have trouble with gaining muscle now the keto muscle guys out there i think you're going to find that most of them are consuming considerably more protein 
than what you'll see in a book like Dr. McCullough's sort of recommendations. And the, the medical medicinal ketosis has its place. But if you're not super sick and if you don't have some kind of neurological condition, then medicinal ketosis may not make any sense to you. I, I probably needed it and I did it for, for a good while. Um, now I don't need it. Like I don't need to be chasing ketones in the threes and fours. Like that's what an epileptic needs to do or someone with Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. I don't, I don't have those things. So what's most important for me is maximizing muscle mass. I'm, I'm more about that. Uh, from a longevity point of view, like I feel as though I should add some more muscle mass before I get too old and it's going to become uh, more challenging. I think I still have good opportunity. I'm 35. Um, there's still plenty of time for me to, to be building muscle mass um, naturally. And there's going to come a time where it's pretty difficult to add more mass, I think, you know, later in life. And, and it'll be a game of holding on to that. So, you know, that's something that's important to me. With insulin release, which I think I was talking about before, that phase one insulin release is the first 10 minutes, okay? So you get 10 minutes spike of insulin when you have a bunch of amino acids released into the bloodstream. And then over the next two hours, you have phase two insulin. But the phase two, the longer phase, um, and sort of chronically high insulin only comes with a bolus dose of carbohydrates. So a bunch of carbs, a bunch of sugar goes in the bloodstream, you get that phase two stimulation, where the phase one stimulation is, is short and not really anything to be concerned about. And I think that's what we're going to see with things like the mTOR signaling. Uh, I will still definitely be rolling in the reboot, so low carb, low calorie, uh, two days a month, and probably... Um, one or two other days throughout the month where I'm low protein, low calorie, low carb, um, giving the body a chance, you know, some of the weak cells get an opportunity to die then and clear off. And then, um, you know, we, we, yeah, we basically get to resensitize the body and, and turn down some of those other signaling pathways and such. And I think that rotation is really where we're going to find a lot, a lot of joy. So I've covered some things there around medicinal ketosis, uh, around sort of your, your standard ketosis or your modified ketosis where you add some more protein. I'm still rocking the carnivore. I would say 95% of calories. I, I eat, a, you know, I ate a little bit of, uh, paleo bread today and whatever um like one tiny little slice maybe like 20 grams and i have bits and pieces like that it's not fully a carnivore religion thing for me uh but i'm i'm still very much in love with the the carnivore approach um i am considering adding some carbs on top of that maybe 100 grams a day uh, 100 150 I feel like a lot of the challenges that I've had have been healed and I kind of know that I can go back to this and I'm, I'm pretty solid with it. So I may just play around with it a little bit, see if there is uh, an increase in work capacity or muscle mass or anything. Um, I don't like to be too locked up in a, in a dogma. If it's not good, if my guts aren't good, if my brain isn't good, then I, I, I know what wins. I know the best I've ever been is with what I'm doing right now. Uh, but I may play around with that at some stage. Um, and I guess the experiment right now is adding in a little bit more protein with a little bit more frequency and seeing what we can do with uh, body composition around that. Maybe adding a little bit more muscle mass and optimizing uh, body composition. Trying to stay lean is sort of the, the goal coming out of the reboot is not just to um, 
eat so much and punch on a bunch of fat. So I've been training with some pretty good volume and uh, focusing on protein to, to not rebound after the reboot. I definitely did rebound after the first one. I don't think I went above where I was before. This one, I think I've stayed below where I was before the reboot and I'm pretty excited about that, pretty happy. Um, yeah, it's a very cool feeling for the first three, four, five, six days out of the reboot this time. Like I was the leanest I've ever been and I, I like that and I think that it's uh, a sustainable place to live from. But we'll see, you know, I think it's, it's why do I care? Uh, it's just fun to play around with things. It's fun to learn. It's fun to experiment. I also think that it puts me in a better position to be an influencer on people who I would like to influence in a positive way. Uh, I'm not doing this through steroids. I'm not doing it through, um, you know, other pathways. And I do want to have an influence on 20 something, 30 something, 40 something uh, males who you know, feel as though a better body and a better life is out of reach. You know, I'm, I'm here to inspire those people and get them doing handstands, get them juggling, get them powerlifting, get them weightlifting, get them flexible and get them lean. You know, that's, and if that's you, then like, let's, let's do that thing. Um, I want you to be studying. I'm, I'm always putting my books up on my stuff, you know, like I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I've read a lot of books and, you know, my brother said to me, a few years ago like i can't believe i didn't read like you when we were growing up Um, and now he's a mad reader and he puts his stuff on instagram all the time and you know people think uh he invented books he's uh he's that passionate about them but yeah um i you know i want to pull more people in this direction why like life is better in this place like some people say well just let everybody do what they want to do 100 percent, do what you want to do but what you're doing is also what you've been pulled into right so if veganism is a big load of shit that is causing all sorts of damage to young people, humanity, and you know it's going to make a lot of people sterile or have unhealthy kids. Then it's my, you know, it's 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 everybody's duty, it's everybody's possibility to influence in a different direction, right? There's all this pro-vegan propaganda out there on Netflix, and you know more and more cafes and stuff that pop up. Have a vegan meal, just don't be vegan. <laughs> have a vegan meal and then go have a steak. You know, that's, that's, you know, that's fine. You know, if you want to eat salads, I'm not really actually eating salads at the moment. So I'm very, very anti-vegan with that, but that's us guys. Man, that guy can talk, but he does it because he loves it. If you loved it, share it. Give us some feedback. What was great? What didn't you like? What was your biggest take home message? Make sure you stay in touch with us on Instagram and share your wins, people. This win is only gonna come if we do it together. We have to take ourselves further. By taking ourselves further, we give permission for everybody around us to make positive changes in their lives and to become the people who they wanna become. Everybody's changing the world. You are changing the world. Let's do this together. Let's see how far we can take it. Imagine, imagine if we all put our full heart into becoming the best versions of ourselves every single day.